step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to episode number 95 of Thyroid Nation Radio live talk show and podcast. I'm Dana Bowman, founder of ThyroidNation.com and ThyroidHealing.Yoga. And I'm Tiffany Milanich of GratefulGarden.biz and MendingMedicine.com. Today we are talking with Dr. Hunas Hunas Tunt. No, no, no. Hunas <laughs> Tunt, Jr., Director of Biospecific Health Program in North Carolina, which offers a natural approach to common diseases, symptoms, and conditions. We're talking all about... You are more than your thyroid and how medications can't fix you, which is pretty popular and prevalent, and we are ready to get some talk on. Ready to get some talk on, absolutely. Let's get some good topics here. He's not quite with us yet, so what's going on with you? Oh, nothing, just really busy. Um, I was in the um, thyroid healing yoga group on Facebook and saw some pics from the fabulous hypothyroid chef, Jenny Mayhar, and so that was kind of exciting and fun to see her. I don't know if you saw them or not. but I did not. i got to go check it out now. Yep, yep. Pictures, <laughs> cool. are, um, pictures are great. It just shows us a little bit of, you know, your journey, and so that's really cool for those of you who've already purchased and doing the thyroid healing dot yoga online course. Hint. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm 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 getting ready. I've got there's so many things, you know. I mean, I know. I know. Isabella's book just came out. Like I'm I got a lineup here. I got to get on it. I get know. on my. You know, I, what know. I, do? I wonder if you can do yoga. I need to ask you and Alana. Can I do yoga while I'm reading? <laughs> I'm not sure that oh, that really terrible. is what we were going for. That's but not the point. <laughs> no, definitely not the point. <laughs> That's not the multi multitasking yoga. <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm oh, telling you, someone just needs to lock me up now because, yeah. I know. I don't know. <laughs> and I have to share because I'm a little I'm a little poopy today. I'm sure the person listening to this in a year is going to be like, well, that was so long ago. I wonder how they are. Hopefully, hopefully they're thinking that. But I have a, a really bad tooth, and it hurts yeah. really, really bad. So I'm a little poopy today, so you have to bear with me. I'm going to try to bring my A game, but you might get your, like, you know, an A-minus game. <laughs> we're Just going saying. for A-minus, B-plus. We're good with That's that, right. you know? Yeah, right? <laughs> you're so here and you're connected. We're happy. We're aiming high. We're aiming we're high. Aiming high. <laughs> we are. And we well, are more than just our thyroid. We are. Totally right. I mean, let's let's just talk about teeth. We were talking about that last night, teeth problems and all those lymph nodes on the side of our face. You and I have shared multiple pictures a couple years mm. ago on lymph node swelling where the whole, you know, the whole half of my face is swollen. And, you know, hey. And then I came, back with, one to, and then I came back with a picture to outdo your picture, which was really <laughs> scary. Uh-huh. Yeah. Could we you imagine did. sharing that on Facebook? Share. 
Oh my god. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. Could you imagine? You know, it's funny. I was going through some pictures the other day, and I saw came across that picture, and I thought of deleting it. You know, but um, it's amazing. You know, when when your thyroid hormone gets optimized, or you're working on it, or at least above that hypo range, you know, those types of things don't happen anymore. And I was thinking about that last night, how long it's been since I have actually had that where my whole side of my face has swollen up. I mean, they seem to kind of trade off for different problems. <laughs> but that particular problem has not has not come up. And it does affect the teeth. Hypothyroidism affects the teeth and the gums. Hyperthyroidism as well. Uh. So well, it is I mean, so much more well, your your teeth thyroid. are so connected to your health. It's not even funny, and people just don't even realize that. Um, oh yeah, they Gun take they take yeah. they take their 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 dental and their teeth health and things kind of for granted. And I'm kind of one of those. I have to say, you know, you're you don't really have dental insurance as much as you have health insurance, and and you just don't put as much uh, emphasis on it. So. Um, it's really important it's though, because really, it's all connected to your brain, and everything's all right up there. Your nasal cavity, your your lymph nodes, your ear—I mean, it's all connected right there with your teeth. So totally, yeah. Did you bite yeah. on a clove of garlic? I didn't, but I will. You did. You need to try it. I mean, it's kind of, you know, kooky, but it it does actually work for pain and and a little bit for infection and and. And when you say bite, you mean the other side, right? Um, no, I'm talking, no, I'm talking, put, you know, you could kind of crush the clove a little bit and obviously pickled garlic would be much better, but you can crush the clove just a little bit so it's not as hard, but it it helps a lot. I'm telling you, I mean, it's one of those things in a pickle, you know, when you can't get to the dentist and it's the middle of the night and just, you know. Just, oh, my gosh. And just think of Tiffany and I when you, you know, are, are in the middle of the night standing in the kitchen chewing on your garlic. The Thyroid Nation um, radio <laughs> girls made me do this. So it better work. Hey, let me tell you something. I'm going to have to give a shout-out to our local Joshua Tree Farmers Market, uh, Lisa, uh, with Lisa's Kitchen. She, um, I'm a huge proponent of her garlic and her pickled garlic. I need to send you. I need to send you a jar um, yes, you do. But it's it's amazing. I'm telling you, the only thing you have to be careful about, of course, with garlic, and people don't believe that garlic is an impressive blood thinner. But when you, <laughs> you'll know that, especially if you have your cycle and you chew a couple of cloves. Pickled garlic is really tasty, and she makes a no sugar version. Um, I'll take and I like one. the spicy one. The spicy one has a little cayenne I'll pepper in there. I'll take the spicy. I'll take the spicy, no sugar, really pickled garlic. And it's got um, thyme in it, and it's just amazing. It's all you see all these herbs and spices, and and it's so tasty. Like I love it, like candy. I I eat at least two a day. But anyways, um, I was going to tell you, you got to be careful around your cycle uh, because then you really can see how impressive of a blood thinner it actually is. Oh, uh, whoopsie! Totally. I mean seriously, it's it's you know it's impressive, but that's a that's pretty cool. I don't know, but anyways, they're really helpful for teeth issues. And if you can bite on that clove of garlic, it will help with the pain. You're just releasing all of those amazing constituents and essential oils in the garlic, the naturally occurring ones. Yes, um, and it does help with pain and infection, and it's just impressive food. You know, garlic yeah, is impressive and- food. 
It is impressive food. Um, uh-huh. But so is licorice, right? Totally. Well, not not. We got to be careful with the word licorice, right? Because licorice from the store oh. has sugar, oh. and <laughs> no. a lot of times that's not yeah. what I meant. That's not what I meant. Well, we're a big licorice family. That's like the ultimate, you know. Oh. Um, okay. But that usually is not true licorice. But yes, no. licorice is impressive. True impressive. form licorice, exactly. And and we are going to be talking today um, with um, uh, Dr. Tunisant about. Um, you know, an overall approach. And I would assume that someone who's going to, you know, look at you and take you for more than just your thyroid is going to look from head to toe all the way, your eyes and your mouth and your tongue and your ears and your throat and uh, your gut and blood sugar and your family history and all of it plays a huge role in healing. We got a good lineup for him. So where is he? I don't know. (laughs) He's in North Carolina. So I'm going to throw my Southern in there. Where is he? Where is he? I don't know. I sent him a message. We'll say. <laughs> um, uh, so I what else know. is going on? What's going on with you? Not too much. Just it's always an adventure, you know. My, you my thyroid journey is quite the adventure. I was feeling really, Let's talk really about hypo. It. Yeah, it's it's an unusual journey. Um, I was feeling very hypo, and so, of course, went, you know, marched my fanny into the doctor and said, could we please draw these things, not feeling so good. And, uh, you know, they drew it, and um, my TSH is crazy suppressed, and my T4 is kind of looming just over the normal, low normal. Uh, and, of course, my free T3 is super sky high. So... Uh, that hyper feeling for me, yeah, I, I, it's kind of hard to explain. I'm kind of feeling hyper and hypo all at the same time. Uh, long story short, I got thyroid eye disease, so there are some other concerns in there and uh, affecting my vision significantly. So I said, can we please drop this medication because I don't feel good. So we cut it in half, and I feel so much better. <laughs> you love that? <laughs> So I'm sure that inevitably here, you know, as you know, I've been on levothyroxine. I was on that for a long time. Then I switched to armor, which uh, I couldn't do until my anemia kind of was resolved a bit. And I did very well on that for quite some time. But now it seems as though I'm going to have to add a little bit of T4 back in there. Um, Yeah. So I'm excited. I mean, it's, you know, you and I talk about this all the time. It's adjustment, you know. I mean, I'm coming out of winter. We get very cold here. Um, thyroid takes a dip. I mean, we just always need to check in. That's why we tell everybody, you know, you got to check in. If there's something wrong, you got to get some get some answers. So I got some answers, and I feel so much better. So I got to go back in another six weeks, and and we'll take another evaluation. The journey continues. It does. <laughs> it does. And I think he's with <laughs> us. Woo-woo. All right. Let's do this. Let's get this thyroid nation thriving. Let's do it. Good morning. Can you hear us okay? Yes, I can hear you. It's a great day for all of us. Yes. (laughs) Well, thank you. We're so glad you're here. I am glad to be here. I apologize for the delay. I was literally uh, leaving a patient consultation and uh, realized the time, and I ran to my phone, so I apologize for the delay. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) We're thrilled to have you and your accent. Not a problem. 
<laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> Southern well, gentlemen, you know. That's right. Well, my parents are from the Midwest, so I, I don't have the accent as much as uh, some of my colleagues around here, but uh, certainly when I'm in certain circles, uh, the draw does come out, uh, and it's, it's very detectable. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. Well, let's, let's well, jump well, right you. into this. We're excited okay. to have you, and we want to talk about um, – why you are not you? Why you are more than your thyroid? I mean, let's just uh, let's get into That's it. But right. first, let's 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 hear your story. We want to hear. We always want to learn a little bit about the guest, where they came from, and how you got to where you are right now. Well, sure. Uh, well, I grew up in a chiropractic family. My 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 dad and uncles were all chiropractors, and so I learned early on kind of the natural medicine, if you will, aspect of healthcare. And so. Early on, I made the determination I wanted to do something similar and and really kind of help people from a natural perspective. And I went to chiropractic school, and and early on in my career, that's exactly what I did a lot of, a lot of adjustments, musculoskeletal pain, car accidents, headaches, you name it. And uh, what I realized very, very early on is more and more people would come into my office, and and they would say things like, well, you know, doc, I, I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism, or doctor, I was diagnosed with high cholesterol or uh, some other gastrointestinal disturbance, and and is there a natural something that I could do for it? And and I'll be honest with you, I I told them what what, what I knew at the time, which was nothing. I told them to Google it. Uh, I I wasn't sure what to tell them. And so I started thinking to myself, you know what would be really cool is if I had an answer for them. And what I really have spent the last decade doing is traveling the country and studying with some of the the doctors and, and taking some of the advanced seminars and courses in these areas of functional endocrinology, functional immunology, functional neurology, and, and really functional blood chemistry because I wanted to offer answers for people that really had a desire to, to maybe not just do the medication, maybe not just do the allopathic model, if you will. Um, but early on in my career, um, my mom also was diagnosed with breast cancer. And that was a real shock to all of us. You know, I mean, we, we thought we were healthy. She was getting the adjustments. She was, you know, eating what we thought was correct. And, and really that was a – it kind of shook my paradigm to the point where I really dove into what it means to, to, to really be a proactive advocate for your health and what was necessary to, to really thrive in our, in our world, that it wasn't acceptable to just kind of take a back seat and be a passive passenger um, to your health and allow the doctors, the government, the insurance, or whoever dictate it. And, I, and it really kind of opened my eyes to the power of, of natural and, and food and, and really what nutrients can do to the system. And so really it just birthed the pas- passion in me to, to really start diving into what I can do. And, and as you probably realize as, uh, as you do your own journey, the more you learn, the more you realize you have to learn more. And so it's kind of been a, a perpetual uh, a learning process for me, and uh, I love I love every minute of it, and and I, I love my life and what I get to do. How is your health, and how is your family's health? Speaking of thyroid and all that kind of stuff, I know that's a little personal, but have you do you have any yeah. family members that have thyroid issues? Yeah, so personally, we have been blessed to not have uh, too many uh, family members absolutely have uh, you know major thyroid issues. You know, specifically thinking or talking about, you know, my mom, my sister, my wife, and, and myself. And so that that's all good. But having said that, I mean, you know, thyroid disease affects one out of every eight women in the United States. So, I mean, 
statistically speaking, there's tons of people, you know, in the family arena, if you will, that have thyroid uh, disruption or, or, or disease, if you will. Um, so as far as they're concerned, um, you know, I've worked with a handful of them over the years as far as giving them guidance and direction and so forth. But uh, thankfully, my wife, myself, uh, we, we, we've kind of taken, uh, we've been lucky with that and really been vigilant about it because my wife certainly after the birth of our son, uh, we have two children, and uh, my son, about eight years ago, she really struggled with some energy and weight loss, and, and we really suspected the thyroid might be at it. Um, and so we did, you know, a lot of the comprehensive panels, and, and thankfully that wasn't her condition. She had more of an adrenal concern kind of contributing into that. But uh, uh, thankfully our thyroids have, have been spared the, 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 the disease uh, out there. Hmm. That's a that's a moment right there. <laughs> it is because <laughs> it is because that's a good thing, you know. I mean, it's, it is a it's good so thing. prevalent. It's a great thing, yeah. Right, and so you know, obviously, um, so from a personal experience, I haven't di- you know haven't been diagnosed with thyroid or anything, but uh, certainly uh, after hundreds, if not thousands, of, of you know encounters with other patients over the decade here. I, I really feel like I can I can relate and empathize with 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 really that epidemic of I know both of you ladies have uh, have struggled with that as well and, and and certainly understand that it is something that if you can avoid uh, we're certain certainly blessed to have have done so for sure all right so we are going to jump right in if you don't mind I want to no, ask please. you because I love you know. Um, a lot of what you have to say. So it's, I'm uh, super excited. So tell us about the five gears of health. <laughs> okay. How well, did you come so, up with that? And, and you know, just uh, a little bit more about I want to take each one and kind of, you know, compartmentalize sure. a little bit. But the five gears of health, how did you come up with that? It's pretty awesome. Well, thank you. Uh, well, a lot of times people uh, have maybe heard the old saying that the pillars of health or the four pillars, five pillars, and, and that has been kind of tossed around in, in functional medicine or, or nutrition for a while. And so I just uh, I kind of just took a variation of that and, and, and envisioned, if you will, a stopwatch or, excuse me, a Swiss watch and, and, and how all those gears have to, have to rely on each other to spin. And if one gear doesn't quite spin like the other gears, then the whole system just doesn't work properly. And, you know, you mentioned earlier about you're just not a thyroid, and, and that, that is what a lot of people have to remember. Um, you know, so often we are plagued with tons of symptoms or, or, or certain, uh, get a certain diagnosis, and then we get put in that diagnosis box, right? And, and, and our doctors kind of concentrate on that and only that, and as long as that is being treated and, and, and those lab levels look good or normal, then really the rest of the system is, unfortunately ignored. And so we kind of came up with the concept that if violently tested and treated your thyroid, well, that might be good for your thyroid, but what about all the other aspects of your health that aren't being properly maximized, you know, like detoxification or nutrition or exercise, the rest of the hormones, like the adrenal glands and, and progesterone and estrogen and testosterone, and then certainly um, uh, the whole the aspect of education and accountability. Um, at some point in life, you know, we get enough knowledge, now we have to act on it, and, and we have to be willing 
or, or, or capable of really applying the knowledge. And, and I find that uh, with a lot of my thyroid patients, um, you probably recognize this with other guests or whatever, you know, a lot of thyroid patients, they're very educated. Uh, they, they do a lot of research on their own, and they, and they know what, what, what's going on, but it's putting all the pieces together that sometimes trips them up. And we find that if we're able to kind of clarify what one step is followed by another step and kind of help them manage some of those changes, if you will, that really makes the biggest difference. So it's really just the concept of addressing multiple aspects of your health simultaneously to make sure that your overall health is improved and not just treating, let's say, one symptom or certainly one system of the body, uh, you know, irregardless of the others. Hmm. And that is so important. And I can tell you, I, I'm, I'm sure you've heard this and, and you know, but there's nothing more depressing for a thyroid patient to feel like death warmed over and have all your labs come out normal. You're like, are you kidding me? You know, right. And have your doctor say, well, everything looks good. You're like, well, I don't feel good. <laughs> well, that is, you know, for horrid. sure that's one of the number one complaints we hear. And, and, and it's very, it is very, you know, prevalent out there is that quote unquote normal labs. And I still feel like garbage. And, and so that's because, some of those other aspects aren't maybe getting looked at, uh, certainly not the root cause. Well, let's turn into the first the first gear, the detoxification. And sure. What are the two phases of detoxification that you talk about? And, you know, so many people talk about cleanses and, sure. uh, you know, it, it can be super scary. You know, for some people are like, oh, are you kidding me? What? I don't know. So let's talk yeah. about detoxification and your version of, of what those two phases uh, are and and how they should be handled. Sure. Well, first of all, let me clarify what detox is not. Detox is not a cleanse <laughs> like uh, right. a lot of people consider. You know, a lot of people hear the word detox and they run out to their local health food store and buy some kind of shake uh, that makes them sit on the toilet Liver for the next four yeah. days. Yeah. Right, right, or, right. Or, or, they, or they do some radical gallbladder flush or something. And, and I'm not saying any of that's bad or good. It's just, Unfortunately, for many people, it might not be the right approach or, or a radical approach, and and their bodies just aren't capable of handling uh, a bunch of toxins being dumped out into the system uh, without some proper setup. So, <clears throat> my opinion is detoxification isn't something that should be handled lightly, but it is, it is important. Um, I always tell people, you know, our liver and our gut and 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 that whole kidneys, if you will, all the detoxification organs are very very vital when it comes to proper health, and unfortunately, due to the toxins in our environment and our food channels and and certain medications, you know, these systems, they they get taxed, and after a while, they don't work as well, and and I often use the analogy of of cleaning out your air filters in your home or your car. I mean, you're going to do that routinely because if you don't, that system gets clogged up, and it just doesn't work as efficiently. And uh, every so often, kind of really scrubbing that system out is necessary. So when you come to phase one, phase two, uh, essentially what they're referring to is making the toxins water-soluble in phase one and then ultimately the ability to excrete those toxins out through phase two, um, out through the bile, out through the urine, sweat, and even, even that. So, you know, particular nutrients can be beneficial in stimulating liver uh, detoxification. Um, you know, we've used a handful of products over the years. And the good news is a lot of the um, professional-grade products that are often offered to uh, doctors, you know, they do a great job and they're gentle, 
And for most cases, they taste good, uh, which is sometimes very important for people to be compliant. Uh, People don't want to do something that doesn't taste good. So we actually found one recently that uh, is working really well for patients that have a delicious chocolate flavor or a chai tea flavor. And so depending on what the patient prefers, they they really enjoy, quote, quote, going through the detox. But we'll do things like looking at the gut. So we talk about bacteria in the gut, yeast in the gut, parasites in the gut, making sure that whole system is cleared out on top of that. But we don't start there day one. Uh, You know, the first thing we really have to have somebody do is transition their diet. Uh, Unfortunately, a lot of people have diets high in processed foods, sugars, artificial colors, and sweeteners. And and so we have to walk that person through the process of eliminating those things, allowing the body to kind of heal a little bit before we really walk them through, quote, quote, the detox. And that's really where people get the symptoms, you know, off the street if, if they you know, they hear detox is good, they run, and they, quote, you know, they buy a, a detox kit, and, and then they feel miserable as a result of it. Well, it's because maybe their liver wasn't supported, maybe their gut wasn't supported, maybe the foundation wasn't set in place first to allow that detox to kind of get seamless. So when we work with the people, we basically start day one, and then it's not but maybe six or seven or even eight weeks later before we actually walk them through the detox because it really takes that time to walk their bodies through the process of preparation so that the detox really is something that they enjoy and not something that kind of, you know, uh, elicits a bunch of symptoms and problems. Is fasting incorporated in that? I mean, how do you feel about fasting in terms of, of uh, you know, part of that detoxing? Yeah, well, so when it comes to fasting, I think it depends on the person. Um, certain individuals certainly can benefit with fasting. Unfortunately, sure. some people have blood sugar regulation problems, and so right. we don't. We want. We kind of want to, you know, tread lightly there. We certainly don't. You know, part of our process, we don't necessarily uh, ask somebody to fast. But having said that, what we do notice as people kind of start changing their diets, as they're utilizing maybe some of the detox shakes or supplements that their appetite is somewhat suppressed so they may eat a little bit less or find that they're not eating um, maybe a meal or two a day for whatever reason, not because we're asking them to, but just because they feel satiated and fine and and, and they don't feel like they need to. Um, But fasting can be very beneficial. I personally uh, will do some intermittent fasting uh, with my own health, uh, weekly or even monthly, because I know that can add benefit when it comes to some of that. But you know, it kind of, it's kind of tricky when it comes to fasting. Uh, sometimes it can be a benefit to a person, but then others it might be detrimental. Perfect. We we love that. Yeah, <laughs> yes, you, I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> we love that. If you if you good. knew Tiff, you would know that yeah, she loves that for sure. Because you know she, we are especially at Thyroid Nation, we're very you know we're very neutral because not everybody's the same. So you know you see somebody sure. post about how wonderful fasting is, and I think that it probably is too. But it's not for everybody. So when they say it, you know they're like, okay, fasting is the best thing ever. Then you're thinking, okay, so they mean for me, and they and and really it's not for everyone. So Tiff um, Tiff appreciates that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let's. Can we ask you a question about the liver? We I want to talk about the liver a little let's bit. Let's talk okay. about it. It really doesn't ever get discussed. And okay. How important is liver function to someone with with a thyroid issue? Well, you know, liver function is important to everybody, whether or not you have a thyroid issue or not. Right. Because, Good point. Because it's yeah. <laughs> 
because of the, the detoxification aspect of what it does. It also, you know, obviously makes lots of enzymes and different things that produces things like cholesterol and, and really a lot of processes in the body. It, it, it allows the body to break down uh, glycogen or stored, you know, energy. So the liver is, you know, very important. But one of the things the liver does do specific to thyroid is the conversion of T4 to T3. As you probably have had discussed many times on the show, you know, really T4 is considered the inactive or the less active form of thyroid hormone. And T3 is what kind of drives metabolism. That's what really kind of gets into the, you know, mitochondria of the cell and drives it. So the conversion about 60% of the time happens in the liver. So when we have a bogged down liver, when we have a liver that's not quite functioning at a high capacity, well, you're going to suffer with thyroid symptoms. Because you could take all the, let's say, armor, or excuse me, not even armor, but synthoid or some other kind of synthetic T4, and if it doesn't convert to T3, you're going to suffer with symptoms all day long. So the liver is extremely important um, for everybody, but especially, yes, thyroid people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Recently here, I'm becoming a big fan of, of T4. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, listen. <laughs> What I mean by that is my my T3 is ideal, but my T4 is just in that low normal range. And, you know, everybody talks about T3. Of course, it's the big kahuna. It's it's the power hormone. But I don't know. I'm beginning to think the T4 holds a little bit more weight than we think it does. I don't know. And and, and you could be right. Obviously, as research (laughs) advances, uh, we're we're learning new things all the time. I'm certainly open to to discussing and, and, and other suggestions. A lot of times, though, you know, T4 and T3 levels could be normal, and you're still going to have symptoms because, you know, a, a lot of times we know that the, the, the bound form of the hormones have to become unbound or free to kind of get into the cell. And then you have to consider resistance at the cell or on the nucleus itself. So anytime you have high cortisol levels due to stress or inflammation and stuff, so you could have normal T3, but it might not be getting into the cell as well, or at least not being metabolized as well, and you may have some symptoms. So it could be the T4 being low, or it could be some of those other T3 just not quite getting into the to the driver's seat. It and just... you can't you can't get ahead of yourself though, um, you know, uh, Dr. Hunt, because Tiffany is one of those people who um, we call her opposite woman. <laughs> okay, gotcha. so she, she is an opposite woman in almost every sense of the word with her health and things. So. You know, she could be an exception to the rule here, but but it is important. Absolutely. T4 is important. I think people do overlook it because they're like, oh, my gosh, it's Synthroid, it's Levothyroxine again, and T3 is so great, and blah, 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 which I, I totally agree with. But obviously there's something to be said for the T4 or we wouldn't really need it. You know, it wouldn't have a purpose. So, you know, maybe there Absolutely. does need to be a little bit more weight put on it or a little bit more, um, you know, dug in on it. Uh, but Tiffany is... She's the exception to the rules, so just don't listen <laughs> okay. to her. We, we have to be, we are so incredibly grateful, just as a note, for for docs like you that appreciate the fact that everybody is just so ever a little bit different. I mean, there is no one-size-fits-all in, in the thyroid community. You know, everyone is very unique, and their presentations to health and healing are very unique, and so we love the fact that you have reiterated that multiple times. We're like we keep going back and forth and saying, "That's cool, he said it." You know. So yes. That's well, that's a, what keeps that's our. A, yeah, I was going to say that's what keeps our job interesting and frustrating at the same time. Is every single one of you guys are different. Uh, 
That's so true. That's so true. But we we love the presentation of that when when docs actually take the time to realize that everybody is 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 very different and it's not it's not uh, simple or the thyroid patients can tell you in many of these forums and groups and whatever it's never just that simple and everybody is just ever so different so um, we love the fact that you you embrace that okay well, yes should we go to should we go to gear number two what? sure should we what shift is gears <laughs> yeah we should shift gears <laughs> oh my gosh that's too much all right so the next one is nutrition and exercise right right that well, can't can't be overstated, right? <laughs> it can't, you know, and not to sound cliche, but obviously we all know that nutrition and exercise is important, and that's something we hear from our doctors all the time. You know, obviously when it comes to nutrition, we're not promoting a, a diet. Uh, we know diets don't work when it comes to counting calories or getting meals delivered to our doors or, or anything like that. It's just not sustainable. Uh, what we really try to work with people is identifying, you know, what foods serve them like you guys just mentioned and I've said a few times, every single person is different. So unfortunately there's not a one-size-fits-all when it comes to nutrition or, or even a diet. Um, we utilize a lot of times with thyroid patients uh, food intolerance panels. We find that that's very helpful for us to identify if there's anything in their diet that might be eliciting an immune response because if that is the case, then, then we're going to struggle an uphill battle trying to get them to feel better until we remove that. So that, that can be very helpful. Or, or certainly an elimination diet, that, that can also be helpful. I just find the elimination diet sometimes is a little bit cumbersome for some people, a little bit more time-consuming um, if they're willing to do the, the food uh, intolerance lab. I find that that's kind of a quick hack of, of kind of figuring out a good starting point. Um, and, you know, no lab is perfect. And we identify that some labs, even though it says it's okay and your body tells you otherwise, let's listen to your body. Um, but it is a good way of kind of looking at a few things to, to, to make sure that we're on the right path. But when it comes to the nutrition, um, we know that gluten, unfortunately, um, can be a major factor for most thyroid sufferers, uh, as well as soy and, and cow's dairy. Those, sim- those, those seem to be the, the three main culprits. So, for many of the people that we work with, we do try to eliminate those things up front just to see how the body reacts to it. And, and then we talk about some of the other things um, with the nutrition. I always say that food is fuel. It's, uh, it, it's what gives our system the nutrients and the vitamins and the minerals that we need. So when we eat foods rich in those things, that's what our body gets to use. And unfortunately, when we eat things void of that or, or, or replaced with things like artificial colors and sweeteners and, and food dyes and so forth, um, that's what the body has to deal with, and, and it just creates inflammation. But uh, food is very powerful. Um, you know, let food be thy medicine, I think, is, is how uh, um, what the old saying is. And we truly believe that unless we get the food component under control for somebody, it's really hard for them to really gain their health back the way they want to. I totally agree. Both Tiffany and I totally agree. And, you know, it's funny because um, humans, we put so much emphasis on food and making it taste good and and different and uh, interesting and flavors and spices. And, I mean, you know, you see the lion out there hunting and he just wants his fuel. Right. You know, you see the the animal out there, they're just looking for their fuel. I know that's very simplified, but it's so true because, you know, we've done a bag of chips and all these things. And really, 
we need good fuel for our body to keep our bodies thriving um, daily. You know, I, it's not like we need to, you know, have a sauce on our, you know, pig or whatever it is, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's so simplified, but very true. You know, we're like the only, you know, species that is out there going, well, maybe we should put a little butter and, you know, do this and that, right? And that's, um, that's correct. It's, it's just, it's, it's amazing to me because people don't look at food as fuel, as good, healthy, wonderful fuel for the body as much as they look at it as this taste and kind of thing. So, we need to kind of switch that a little bit, don't you think? I, I, I 100% agree. You know, you know, for instance, I always ask, you know, audiences when I'm speaking, I always ask, you know, show me your hand if you drive a car with unleaded, you know, that requires unleaded gasoline. And, of course, for the majority of the people, that's them, and I'll raise their hand and I'll ask, okay, how many of you would be willing to go next door and fill it up with diesel fuel? And, of course, no one's like, oh, I wouldn't do that. And I said, well, what if I give you $100 to do it? Would you do it then? And, of course, no one's. You know, they're laughing by then, and I'm like, well, why won't you do that? Why, why? And, right. of course, the answer is because it will destroy the engine. And, and I simply say, well, that's what you're doing to your system, your body, when you're making decisions to put food in it that's not what it's designed to eat. And so we kind of forget that, and we kind of forget the power of food uh, when, we're, when we're enticed by, you know, manufacturers and certainly advertising. And let's just, let's just be honest. Uh, those foods are made to be craving. Um, they know what they're doing. To, to us to, to make us want and need those foods. But uh, unfortunately, um, I always tell people, you got to plan. Uh, you know, failure to plan is plan to fail uh, when it comes to your food. And um, when you put a game plan in place, it can be much easier to do. Not, not perfect, none of us are that. But certainly uh, it, it can be helpful when you use analogies and you kind of uh, reemphasize the importance of food itself. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of throw two cents in here because I, I agree okay. – a lot with that and then there's a side of me that says especially in the thyroid community we see it all the time Dana and I see it all the time where people's food requirements are so specific that they lose the joy of food and the joy of eating now personally of course I believe that food is a spiritual and um, healing you know, it goes more than just fuel. I mean, yes, fuel, absolutely. And unfortunately, what happens is so many people have gotten so, they don't have that love of eating anymore. Of course, if you get into the aromatherapy from natural, you know, cooking, when you have the rosemary that's, you know, that's lifting off the soups and things like that, there was a spiritual connection to our food that I see in our thyroid community in particular that we have lost. No, mm. None of us want to eat anymore. Because we can't have this, we can't have that, don't do this, yes, do this, don't do this, yes, do this. It's become so overwhelming and so, what is the word I'm looking for, robotic and such fuel-defined period, right? We're eating to stay alive that we've lost that connection and the spirituality and the gratitude for the fuel. Maybe that's what I'm looking for. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but... Um, I, we get it. We get it. It Absolutely. goes beyond yeah. the fuel. Like the fuel is, is paramount, but it goes, now we need to reconnect that joy of eating again because a lot of us lost it, don't you think, Dana? Mm-hmm. I mean, Absolutely. It's, it's Let's just add that on to my you know, lion you know, getting his prey <laughs> earlier. Just add that to the end of that, and it's perfect. <laughs> and, 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 I, and, and I don't disagree with you at all. I, 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 I certainly uh, understand the frustration, certainly when we're working with patients and they're coming back and they're like, you know, I you know, look at their meal plan and what they're eating. It's, you're right. It, it can be very 
um, mundane and, and, and systematic and, and really I can see that they're not necessarily enjoying what they're eating. Um, and, and so I, I agree with you. I hear what you're saying as far as that. Now, obviously, part of meals and, and the spirituality aspect of it, I think it has a lot to do with what you kind of said at the end there with the gratitude component, as well as, you know, the, um, you know, a lot of times when we eat in community, you know, when we're sharing a meal with a family Absolutely. member or, 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 or the discussion you're having around that, that's really kind of what brings and what makes meals that much better. Uh, certainly, uh, there's foods that smell and taste better than others, and, and I don't want to discount or discredit <laughs> any of that. Um, but the good news is, the good news is, um, you know, thankfully there's a lot of really smart people out there that have found ways of, in my opinion, creating a lot of these fun meals done so in a thyroid um, helpful manner, if you will, uh, not autoimmune manner and, and so forth. So there's lots of times that we'll eat things that um, – will mimic, let's just say, the standard American diet, but done so with, with different types of flours or certain different types of, uh, of sauces and so forth that, uh, that actually taste good, they smell good, but they don't necessarily have the same negative effects to the body. But everybody oh, is different. Oh, for sure. And like I instead mentioned already, the, I don't right, have the thyroid problem, so I may not, I, you know, I, I don't maybe understand to the degree that maybe you do. No, I just think it's a, you know, the standard American diet. I think we've lost so much of, you know, I mean, let's just talk about spices for a second. You know, I mean, when you're cooking at home and the different spices and, I mean, I see a change in my kids and my husband and it just smells good. It's, it's, it just presents a whole different ballgame to, you know, foods that, that don't have the smell and the, I don't know. It's a soul <laughs> yeah. food. I think it it's soul food, and it doesn't, you know, we, unfortunately, the standard American diet deals with food additives that make us addicted, you know, things that aren't really natural whole foods where our body goes, eh, you know, right. um, and then people lose lose the love of eating. They don't they don't want to eat. I mean, Dan and I hear it all the time. I don't feel like eating. There's there's just no desire to, you know, well, and then I don't they don't eat enough, eat. and then that's a cascade of, of you know, a whole different subset of problems but or, it is or huge. I don't or I don't want to eat or I don't know what to eat or right um I'm frustrated about all the things you know I'm I'm restricted to eat and you know it's it's a it's a thing and and you know we have to try to change the mentality to make it a little bit more um geared towards the the love of food and mm -hmm. you know of course the spirituality side and the and the fuel side um but not so, um, you know, like, oh, should I eat this? Should I not eat this? You know, um, more easy, relaxed. And, and if, in fact, diet should just be, you know, the whole word should just be thrown out unless people use it correctly, and they don't. So when you <laughs> well, see the word the diet, it just, it, it just makes you feel, you know, oh, I can't do this. And it, people just need to eat what works for them. And, of course, that does mean, you know, leaving out, you know, food coloring and additives, all those things that so may feel like a diet, but really just eat healthy. Just and, and, and you can have the other stuff, but just don't add the the MSG and, you know, all the extras. All the packaged, yeah. Right. That's right. You know, we always teach people to shop, the, you know, perimeter of the, the grocery store, you know, the whole food, the meats, the vegetables, the fruits, and, and so forth. And, and, you know, that still isn't foolproof for everybody, but certainly it helps when it comes to, uh, you know, making better decisions. When you start getting down to those middle aisles and 
something in a box, that's when uh, it gets a little more hairy as far as whether or not it's going to serve your body or not. Well, do you mind chatting about, you know, because, of course, we could talk about, you know, supplements and things that are super important as well, but the one word that comes up very frequently is glutathione. Okay. What role does that play in in all of this with, with nutrition and exercise, and how important is it? Right. Well, really, glutathione is kind of your body's master uh, antioxidant, if you will. It's really your body's ability to hit those free radicals as a result of inflammation in the system. So, you know, when, when, when our bodies are under attack or we have inflammation, we have these uh, free radicals, if you will, floating around, kind of destroying cell membranes and creating uh, a whole bunch of problems uh, in the body. And so glutathione is created by the body to get in there and actually uh, neutralize those, kind of help with the, 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 the whole process of down-regulating that destruction and certainly um, some methylation aspect as well to kind of help the body rid itself of these harmful things. And so because we're under a lot of stress, because we have a lot of inflammation in our, in our systems, because of the toxins in the environment so, and environmental things that we're always uh, bombarded with, a lot of people's glutathione stores are just simply exhausted. Um, they're just not able to keep up with the, the chronic um, you know, uh, a barrage of, of all these toxins. So we find that sometimes it's very helpful to, to add nutrients back into the system to help that out. Um, you could have, you know, whether it's a, an actual glutathione product or some of the precursors or whatever to glutathione, um, that can be a very helpful thing, thing to do. So we find it's just kind of one of those things that most people unfortunately need um, because of uh, deficiencies, and when you kind of when you support that is uh, that that back into the system, it really helps the inflammation and the whole healing process uh, improve uh, much much better. Hmm. Any other across the board super important uh, you know nutrients or supplements that you like to mention as far as you know. F- for nutrition for for people specifically with thyroid issues? Anything you see pretty much across the board? Well, I mean, one of the biggest deficiencies we find with most people with thyroid, if they haven't had it looked at or weren't really working with a doctor to to address it, is vitamin D. You know, that's an epidemic. Um, You know, a lot of, because of Hashimoto's and the immune aspect of uh, thyroid problems here in the United States, you know, the immune system is often uh, a problem. So vitamin D and vitamin A can both be very useful when it comes to the regulatory cells of the immune system and and kind of helping that whole system work a little bit better. But when it comes to conversion, you have things like selenium and magnesium and and some different things like that that often are, are deficient with a lot of thyroid people. So making sure that, you know, those levels are being uh, maintained, um, you know, from across the board. And then, you know, a, a good omega-3, just making sure that, you know, the omega-6 to omega-3 ratio is where it needs to be and supporting them there. And because of the gut health, most people need something to, to, to not only repair the gut, but long-term, like a good probiotic or something. So that would kind of be more of the baseline stuff. Obviously, our goal is to test and kind of determine what you need as an individual. But uh, those would be things that all, almost everybody I find typically needs a little bit of support in. And we got to ask it. We ask it to everybody. 
Uh-oh. How do you feel about iodine? And we, we've had super smarties <laughs> on both ends of the ball game, so that's the reason why we like asking gotcha. that question. <laughs> okay, well, so, so my answer is simply this. I'm not a super smarty on either end. I, don't, I, I personally have seen research on both camps. I personally have listened to the lectures and been, been uh, and spoken to, to, to experts on both ends. And, and I'll be honest with you, it's kind of a mixed bag. Uh, do I feel like it's the villain that some doctors make it out to be? Probably not. Do I feel like it's the the saving grace that some doctors make it out to be? Probably not. Uh, again, I think it comes down to the to, to the individual uh, and what goes on. So, I think the biggest concern when it comes to iodine is the Hashimoto's component, the autoimmune, and and if the iodine um, is given to somebody with an autoimmune flared condition, there's hypothesis that it makes it worse. And, and probably, you know, in some cases it does. But then on the flip side, you might have somebody, for whatever reason, receiving iodine, and it's helping them. So I will first obviously screen for Hashimoto's. If they don't have it and I feel like iodine will be beneficial for them, I will usually start to utilize it. And then we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll kind of monitor what their, their system, you know, symptoms are doing. But, you know, you're going to know relatively quickly within the first 15 to 30 days how they're reacting. If they're doing well with it, we may stay with it. If I feel like they're not doing well with it, then obviously we'll pull it off. And then um, I'll, I'll initially work with a Hashimoto's person or patient without it. And um, if we feel like they're just not getting better and that might be something that we need to consider really adding later, um, then, then we'll dabble with it and, and see, see how the body reacts. But uh, yeah, it's really one of those tricky things. Um, I wish I wish I had a clear answer for you, other than everybody is no, different. No, uh, we love and, it, and I've <laughs> found success both ways, honestly. No, we we truly we truly appreciate that that uh, you know that particular stance. Any, okay. Do you good. test? Do you like testing uh, iodine, or do you feel that's kind of useless, or or you know just to kind of prod you a little bit further? Right. Uh, well, yeah, so, so I, I'll, I'll be honest, routinely I do not do uh, much iodine itself testing. I mean, we, we've played with some of the more, in, um, you know, uh, conservative ways of testing, like the iodine patch tests and different things. And, and so that, those are mixed reviews and there's mixed uh, opinions right. about different things like that. So we don't necessarily uh, use any particular method and hold true to it when it comes to iodine itself. More, more on symptom resolution. Exactly. It's for us, that's what, that's what I typically do. Okay. And then the next question, when you do decide to incorporate iodine, is it high dose? Is it, you know, 500 micrograms or 10 milligrams? Or does that obviously depend on the patient as well? But is there a starting point for you when you do incorporate it? Well, again, um, you know, kind of you hit the nail on the head with the starting point of being kind of patient but dependent um you know it kind of really depends on 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 what i feel like the dosage needs to be i mean in some instances um you know someone came to me and they're like listen i've tried iodine in the past and i really did well with it and for whatever reason they're not on it anymore uh, we may be a little bit more aggressive on, on putting them back on it and seeing how they do with it but uh, i always find it's safer to start smaller um, just because you never know, like I mentioned already, how someone's going to react. And so if we start small and, and they feel like they're, they're doing well with it, um, you know, we'll, we'll maybe add a little bit to it. And, and depending on the, the company that we're using, 
certain companies have different dosages, so some are a little bit higher dosed than, uh, than others. But uh, I find conservative typically works best. Just kind of kind of what 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 the um, uh, uh, kind of see how they're responding, and then we'll decide on what we do after that. I'm sorry that's not very specific, but it's just no, that's okay. It's, it's and then if, what uh, we do. No, that's okay. And then, uh, do you incorporate selenium as a as a mandatory cofactor with that? Yeah, you know, we do. We've used uh, a couple products that actually kind of have a combination, if you will. They'll have selenium, they'll have iodine in it, and and so they just they have a couple cofactors that uh, work, you know, synergistically together. So yeah, selenium absolutely can be very beneficial. And then sometimes the people use like tyrosine and stuff too. To, to add to it because those are the building blocks of the, the thyroid hormone. Very interesting. Very cool. Yep. Okay. Yep. We, we appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I didn't, I didn't really, really dive into exercise, but you know, the, the, as far as exercise is concerned, we, we all should move our bodies. It's important. Unfortunately though, a lot of thyroid people, they're tired all the time, right? They, they don't have the energy. They, they have joints that ache. Um, and they feel worse sometimes when they actually exercise. So we're not somebody that's going to push exercise from a one-size-fits-all. Uh, I usually find that exercise comes later when I'm starting to work with somebody. We've got to get their energies up. We've got to get their uh, sleeping better. We've got to get some of that inflammation out of their system. And then we'll walk with them through the process of, of what I like to say, work out smarter, not harder. Uh, everybody is different. Um, a lot of times if we're dealing with an adrenal fatigue person, you know, we can't go strong. We've got to do something gentle and, 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 and kind of walk them through a, a gentler process. And then you have others that they're too gentle. They, they need a little bit of stimulation of, of muscle and so forth. Um, in fact, I often get, uh, you know, specifically it's females, they'll come in and they're really overtraining. They'll, they'll, they'll be hitting, you know, the gym very hard or running a lot. And unfortunately, it's just kind of wearing down their whole system. And, and it's, it's counterintuitive to them to, to, to relax because they think, well, I need to work out harder because it's going to make me stronger. It's going to help me lose the weight. Um, but we find actually they actually start losing weight by taking a break from the heart exercise and doing more of the mindfulness stuff, the relaxation, the yoga, the meditation, some of the, 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 the lower key stuff because that actually helps the body heal and restore. Well, we love that philosophy because, of course, I have adrenal issues, and um, I'm sure lots of people do that don't realize they do. But, you know, I'm thinking as you're talking, I'm thinking we need to do some kind of movement about movement, about movement, <laughs> because movement right. is important, and that's not necessarily considered in um, exercise. So, you know, exercise is like an extra thing that you're going to do. Movement, you need to have that every day. You don't need to be sedentary. You don't need to be, you know, uh, wearing out your adrenals, but you need to be moving every day. As I sit on my radio show and I'm not <laughs> doing anything, I'm going to stand up and do a forward fold here in just a minute. But um, movement is so important to keep things, you know, going and, and stuff. So we don't mean just wait and don't get any movement in your body until you're ready to do the exercise portion of this program. You know, we're talking about exercise as an, an extra thing um, and not just uh, getting your, you know, body going every day, right? That's correct. Movement, you know, like you said, uh, whether it's a, a walk around the park or up and down the stairs or, or parking the car an extra, you know, a, a, park, a parking spot away from the front of the building just to get that extra few steps. So, yes, 
just some extra movement is very important to kind of really allow that uh, whole system to work best. Mindful, doable movement. I always have to giggle. With, I had to giggle when you said park the car away because my husband always says, why do you park right in front of the store? And, of course, you know, there there were times in my journey when the idea of walking an additional 25 steps was overwhelming to me. So the funny thing that you say is park the car away. Like I noticed that. You know, I don't necessarily have to park so close to the door anymore as you feel better. You know, you can kind of you can it, further it's away. A, it's a work in progress, <laughs> huh? What's that? You can you can you can move further away as you get better. I love that. I I'm serious, right? I mean, and most people that know me kind of giggle with the whole sedentary thing cuz I have four kids and dance and baseball and you know, uh I feel sedentary though for me though. Does that make sense? Like I'm constantly moving, but it's never it's never just for me, like a mindful movement, like something that I'm doing to, to really take the time and think about my muscles and close my eyes and, and breathe specifically just for me. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It makes sense to me, absolutely. I, uh, I agree with you 100%. And you're right, there's a difference between, you know, doing something deliberately and just kind of feel like you're getting dragged around to everybody else's needs and desires and so that can exhaust you uh right the other is more empowering and exactly that's exactly what i'm getting at like i need to do that i am ready i'm ready well you have that feeling yoga i know i know you have that me on that one call (laughs) (laughs) i'm ready i'm gonna do it i'm gonna take a picture of me doing some some yoga can't wait It's a huge step. You guys have no idea. Like, Dana has an idea. But but it is. Like, it, that is a, a really paramount, you know, exercise like the F word. And I was always very active. So it's not like, you know, I was never really active. You know, not, not like I was a book reader. Do you know what I'm saying? I was very active. So it, it just, you know, the one thing that I feel like with hypothyroidism is I don't feel like myself anymore. Like, I have to create... I have to create a new me because I can't go back and be that. I I just can't physically. I can't do it. So it's like reinventing yourself, you know, creating new definitions for for movement and and things like that. It's just uh, I love that. It's too. transforming. Actually. It is. I I'm just having a I'm having a flower field moment on that one right now. So thanks to you guys. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, let's move thing. along. Let's, let's move jump along. right in. You cracked that door to cortisol. Yeah. Let's go there. Let's go there. <laughs> okay. So, you know, one of the gears I think you're referring to here is the hormone system. And so for most thyroid people that we end up working with, a lot of them, they haven't even had kind of a comprehensive panel, if you will, of their thyroid. So unfortunately, despite the medication, they're just on a TSH, rather, a, a panel or a T4 panel, and they really don't know the rest of the rest of the story. So we will do that. But then one of the things that we've recognized as well is how stress plays a big role in thyroid health and, and the adrenal glands, uh, you know, the adrenal glands responsible for release of a lot of, you know, a handful of hormones, but cortisol being one of the more specific ones that uh, uh, in response to stress. And unfortunately due to high levels of cortisol, we can have all types of issues in the body, including inflammation, 
And what we understand is when cortisol levels are high, it actually inhibits a couple things during the thyroid metabolism. It inhibits the production of TSH. Um, essentially, it, it kind of up at the hypothalamus level of the brain. It gets in there and it can create some uh, cytokines, inflammatory markers at the hypothalamus and the pituitary and inhibit the release of TSH or thyroid stimulating hormone, which obviously inhibits the ability to produce hormone and, and then, you know, elicit symptoms. And the second thing high inflammation does or, or high cortisol does is it gets in the way of the conversion of T4 to T3. So in many cases, if the adrenals are under a lot of stress, if you're just under a lot of stress and your body's releasing higher amounts of cortisol and it's dealing with that, those areas uh, of the body are going to be affected, um, uh, specifically the TSH production as well as the thyroid uh, from the T4 to T3. So in, in conventional medicine, uh, they, they kind of look at adrenal gland health on two extremes, whether it's Cushing's disease or Addison's yeah. disease. And, and really from a screening standpoint, most people don't fall into that category. And so it's all, you know, most of the time just kind of dismissed. Uh, and what we found is, Yes, most people don't fit in that category, but what most people do is they fit in, into a, in kind of a, that, that mid-range where it's, it's not quite uh, uh, Cushing's or Addison's, but it, it's in that midway point. And, and really the best way of looking at that is, is, in my opinion, is whether it's salivary testing or urinary testing to look at the, how, how it cycles throughout the day. Um, cortisol is released on what they consider a circadian rhythm, it's highest in the morning. It's lowest at night. Uh, I always tell people to kind of think of cortisol as energy. So energy should be highest in the morning. What helps people get out of bed, helps them get up and get moving, and then it should de- diminish throughout the day, uh, certainly being at the lowest when it's time to fall asleep and then, and then stay asleep at night. And, and unfortunately for many people, that circadian rhythm becomes dysregulated. It may be too low in the morning, maybe too high at night, maybe dip up and down throughout the day. And it recreates a bunch of symptoms like sleep problems, energy problems, uh, hypo, you know, hypo, uh, excuse me, uh, hypoglycemic conditions. And uh, unless it's properly evaluated, unless a doctor is capable of kind of guiding somebody through the process of, uh, of, you know, supporting that area of the curve, we find that people just continue to suffer. So one thing that we do find is very helpful with thyroid patients is making sure that adrenal health component is, is evaluated and then obviously supported depending on what we find um, to really get those, uh, the, the relief and symptoms uh, of, that you're looking for. Hmm. I love it. I love it. Okay. All right. Now, we're going to move. Can, do you mind if we move into my yeah, – I'm just dying to talk about the nervous system with you. Um Okay. So very rarely, I mean, you hear about dopamine and serotonin, but very rarely does it ever get assessed in a hypothyroid patient. Can you tell us about the importance and and what that means to thyroid health? Sure, I'll be happy to. Um, you know, so we all know that uh, thyroid health, you know, belong, you know, starts in the brain, if you will. Um, you know, the, the hypothalamus, the pituitary areas of the brain is what kind of elicits the 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 process of creating um, hormone, uh, thyroid-releasing hormone from the hypothalamus and then the thyroid-stimulating hormone from the pituitary. 
And in the brain, the body, uh, the brain talks to itself uh, using something called neurotransmitters. And some of the more pro- prevalent ones are um, serotonin and dopamine. And they're kind of the, the way we feel hormones, if you will. Um, depression and, and self-worth and, and so forth are all associated with that. And when those are, are low and they're not firing the way they need to, it can really cause some issues with the body's ability to communicate to the rest of the to the rest of the system, and then specifically at the hypothalamus um, level, it can be problematic uh, there. Um, so it will it will decrease TSH uh, production, which then will decrease the thyroid actually working the way it needs to. Hmm. That makes sense. I'm sorry. I, I don't oh, know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, gotcha. No, no, for sure. Now, what what do you do? What are your, you know, when you um, identify that, how is that incorporated into thyroid treatment for you? Right. So, you know, so there's a lot of, uh, um, I guess, controversy over, let's just say, neurotransmitter testing. Um, a lot of times doctors will do it with urinary uh, samples, and there's some, there's some concern there that what you're testing in the urine isn't really what's going on in the brain and vice versa. And so from a testing standpoint, I don't do as much as that as I used to. I've just found that um, really when it comes to diagnosing a lot of this stuff, um, history is one of the best things that you can use to kind of dive into that. We also use some symptom surveys that, you know, it's a myriad of questions that uh, someone will fill out that kind of gives me some guidance on, on maybe one of those areas that it needs to do. But really, if we suspect uh, either the dopamine or the serotonin being a, a major factor, we'll, uh, we'll start supporting it um, with particular nutraceuticals and so forth. But, uh, you know, something like, uh, um, you know, 5-HTP or St. John's wort for serotonin, um, even like SAMe or B6 or, or methyl B12, all, you know, they can all be very important when it comes to when it comes to that, um, and then uh, um, uh, when it comes to dopamine, I'm trying to think off the top of my head here. Uh, something like P5P could be something very good, um, and then um, uh, some uh, let me think. Blueberry ex- extract can also be uh-huh. something that could be useful. In hey, I never heard of that. Really? Yeah, with dopamine support, um, and then. Uh, uh, beta phenylethylalanine. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. It's one of those funny words. A PEA is often it's, it's, it's abbreviated. Can all be support uh, products for the dopamine. So we typically just use like a proprietary brand of supplements uh, from 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 the different companies to kind of help us support that. They usually have a combination of a couple of those things. And it to, to really help. But uh, we find that if, if we're able to do that, in addition to some of the other things we're, what we're trying to do, it, it does make a big difference for people um, when it comes to, to, to really helping with blood sugar regulation and insulin resistance and, and some of the other things that, that, that uh, they, can, they can be problematic in. Oh, and you, hear, you hear people all the time that talk about, you know, their, their – you know, thyroid uh, levels might be ideal, but they still have depression or anxiety or, you know, brain fog or, you know, there's still these looming, um, you know, just 
you said it, so much more than just the thyroid. There's just yeah. so much more than just the thyroid. <laughs> right. And some of the symptoms, some of the things we find that, that kind of triggers that, that this part of the problem is, 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 is maybe occurring is um, if you look at the TSH values, um, the lower they get sometimes can be more problematic. So a lot of, a lot of functional doctors, I know they'll use, what they call quote unquote healthy ranges of TSH and you know 1.8 to 3.0 has been thrown out there a lot as far as ideal and so as you start getting lower than that sometimes that's where it can be an indication that maybe that is a trigger to 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 the thyroid problem now if someone's on medication you can kind of throw that out the door a little bit because medication will artificially drive TSH down a little bit but if you are trying to you know initially work with somebody and um, their levels are really low when you first test them, or if somebody just seems to have really low levels all the time with TSH, that may be something to consider uh, looking into um, as far as support there, especially if you, if you take the history and, and you, get the, um, you know, get some of the symptoms that are, are, are a lot of times associated with that. This show I'm is here. relaxing me. Like I'm, it I'm is. having several. <laughs> me too. <laughs> that sounds so silly, but <laughs> I know I like okay. it. It's good information. It's easy. You talk really well, and you um, explain things so simply that explain I'm just kind of like, it. you know, I'm just like, okay, yeah, I get that. All right, check that off. Okay, I'm gonna write that down. You know, all right, okay, I'll go back and listen to this show instead of writing things down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That might sound super silly to you, Dr. Hunt, but it's just, no, it is no, kind no. of a <laughs> it's some people are necessity just really easy to understand. You know, some people are just so smart that, you know, um they're just way over our heads or the way they talk is way over our heads. So when we find docs that really are able to convey the message easily, understandable, it is just really it's a breath of fresh air. <laughs> it's really <laughs> We don't mean to say that you're putting us to sleep. We just mean that you're relaxing us because you're speaking our language. (laughs) Right, right. It's easy. It's easy to understand. It's it's something that I can wrap my head around, and I love that personally. I I really do. I I love that. So before we let you go, yeah, you probably have patients waiting. Yes, Go yes. Ahead, Dana. They, they're, they're, they're getting ready to get me started here again. But uh, okay. it, was, it was a great pleasure to speak with you ladies. And uh, anytime I can help out, I'd, I'd love to do so. Uh, thank you so much. It was absolutely great having you today. We really appreciate all your, uh, you know, insight and your layman's language for us thyroid patients. Uh, we really appreciate it. Thank My you, pleasure. thank you so I, much, and and uh, you go and have a wonderful day and help amazing people. I, I know thank that. Thank you. We will tell everybody where to find you. Yes, we will. Great, great. Okay, thank have you a so good much. day. We look forward to helping hey. people. Yes, ma'am. Take care. Okay. Thank Bye-bye. you, Doctor Hunt. You too. Mm-hmm. That was just lovely. It's just a nice it word was. for he that. Was, he, I know he was great. He was great. I mean, we know he's got patients waiting. I mean, I would be waiting. Yeah. And um, I love so his can... website, too. Do you know yeah. that? Yeah. Hunt for it Wellness. Is, it's super, it's just like him. It mm-hmm. is easy to understand. It's easy to read. It is, 
I don't want to use the word simple because everyone thinks simple is a bad word. I don't. I love simple, no, to be honest. Me too. But it's a very well put together, easy to read uh, website. Hunt yeah. for wellness dot com and you yep. can read all about Dr. Hunt and his programs and um events. He's having this real I have to tell you really quick, um, because I was perusing this this morning, which I thought was just awesome. He has this let me let me scroll down so I get it right here. He's got this where you go and eat and learn. He does these I free love that. meals. Let me put it let me let me go down. It says join uh, our next free dinner event. How cool is that, right? I saw and that. And you go and have dinner and you learn, and it's free. That is, I love that. Brilliant. That is awesome. That's brilliant. I love it. If I were in North Carolina, I would be there. Yeah, just Absolutely because be there. can you imagine what the, what the atmosphere is like in that kind of situation? It's probably fabulous. Well, and if you go to his homepage on Hunt for Wellness, you see, which I'm assuming is probably his family, and I believe that his wife is one of the doctors there, uh, mm-hmm. Estella Hunt, mm-hmm. and um, his father is there. I mean, mm-hmm. it is a family business. So they go and eat with the family, and that is just very cool. I, I love it. Charlotte, right? Hunt for Wellness, yep. And he's on Facebook, so check him out, uh, Dr. Tunis Hunt. He's, a, he's a, in a family of doctors, so very, very cool. And they work together, and that's very cool. And we miss the the education accountability, but the importance of coaching, he did kind of, you know, uh, hint mm-hmm. at that a little bit, where as thyroid patients, we can be so crazy smart, but it's putting everything together in a functional manner that's doable and having someone coach you and guide you along. So if you are in North Carolina, this this is this would be the one yep. to go to. Yep. As always, a very big thank you to our listeners. We appreciate you listening to the show. We do this for you. And if you do enjoy it and you get a free moment, we'd love for you to jump on iTunes and give us a review. Please, absolutely. Of course, if you've missed any of the Thyroid Nation Radio podcasts, very easy to download and listen to them at your leisure. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. You can find Thyroid Nation Radio all over. Yep. And be sure to check out our Thyroid Nation Essentials, soon to be called Thyroid Essential Blends, um, on thyroidnation.com. We've got some really great products there that we designed just for you and uh, healthy, wonderful things that that make you feel good. Um, Let's say radiant skin from the outside in. I love that. Me too. (laughs) And things to make your healing journey a little bit easier. Speak Your Truth is great for thyroid swelling and just all kinds of good stuff to support your to support your healing journey. Yep. Make sure to follow Thyroid Nation at thyroidnation.com, on Facebook, on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, we're on Instagram. And also check out thyroidhealing.yoga. There is such a thing as .yoga. We're on Instagram, and we're doing some really great things. There's a Facebook group as, um, for that as well. Just very restorative, um, adrenal-friendly, doable yoga uh, that's supportive and uh, helpful and healing for your thyroid journey as well. I love it. And I love the fact that you can see other people and their journey. And I love that Mm -hmm. community. Mm -hmm. It's a yoga, thyroid yoga community. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Of course, most importantly, Dana, and I always want to remind you that wellness is a journey. 
takes continual maintenance and evaluation. You always got to check in with yourself. You have your own beautiful, unique to you, built-in diagnostician. You got to listen to it. Things change, times change, health change, age changes. You got to be willing to make sure to always listen to your own body and be mindful of what it is telling you. Yep. This is uh, Dana with uh, Thyroid Nation Radio. Um, you're Gringotica, not from Costa Rica anymore. We're going to have to have a new closing line. We do. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Tiffany Milanich of Grateful Garden and Mending Medicine of Joshua Tree, California. <laughs> Bringing the collective <laughs> voice of thyroid thrivers worldwide so that together, united we heal. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.